sometimes it'd be like that. Oh God, that's the best answer. Mm-hmm. It don't be like that till it do. So <laughs> with that, I'm out. And we dribble it, yeah, yeah. And we dribble it, yeah, yeah. And we dribble it, yeah. We put some shots up and we dribble it. For ball we know, episode thirty-nine is Nate. It's a hop. And we're recording on the day of love, Thursday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Yes. The weekend that usually gets men yelled at for, or men and women, I guess, no no shade, uh, for watching the All-Star <laughs> Game festivities or All-Star Weekend. Um, perhaps. I have not been privy to any situations in which women get yelled at for that, but I'm sure they happen. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I don't want to discount anybody or the right. fan fandom yeah that's a word i follow you i follow you it is a word <laughs> yeah get learned fans and our fandom okay um so thanks for stopping yeah we're we're here we're alive we're breathing and we're what halfway through the nba season officially right i mean i think actually more than oh really it depends on whether you're looking at games or or calendar or calendar. Yeah, but I mean, teams have played what almost almost sixty games now, approaching sixty games. Yeah. So never mind. <laughs> I guess. And with the season started in October, right? Yeah, we're we're like closer to three quarters of the way through the season. But nevertheless, why is the All Star game now? Then all right. Anyway, these are the questions that so they, are above so they my have, pay grade. They have more of the season to base their selections on. That makes sense. And I feel like it makes sense to have a break later in the season because then for the teams who are in the the postseason, it will be closer to the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, let's let's get this week started with our, you know, football we know kicks of the week. First one, we got some, some Disney. Um, hey. Chris Paul just announced this week apparently he's a big moana fan (laughs) apparently um he wore moana inspired shoes i like the wood strap on him um he wore jordan cp3 xi which is nine right uh 11 11 take backwards stupid (laughs) romans uh but yeah it has like a a strap on it and it's like a fake wood looking piece and it looks really sick i like the jordan logo on it too Mm mm-hmm I think that's like the cleanest part of the shoe. The rest of it's kind of just like a crazy blue design turquoise. I like the design though. It's perfect for Moana. And I also like the coloring that he has on the tongue of the shoe and on the back. I do dislike how he wrote Moana on the heel to let everybody know, Hey, these are Moana shoes. (laughs) But that's the, it's the name of the shoe though. People write on their shoes all the time. Do they write that though? Do they write the name of their shoe? I mean, yeah. Maybe I'm just missing stuff. In any event, Thank you, NBA, for these because last year he would not be able to wear these because they're not team colors. True. So I enjoy. I think they're kind of sick. Oh, they're dope. Check them out in the description of the pod if you want to see some more. And our Black History Month kicks of the week, like we mentioned last week, we'll be having a a pair of these also every week. We got De'Aaron Fox wearing some LeBron 13 Black History Month. I I don't really know what exactly is Black History Month about these. Uh, I was pretty underwhelmed with the selections we had. But that said, these are pretty dope pair of kicks. Sole is white, and then we got all kinds of multicolored and patterns on these shoes. And then right on the tongue, right dead center in the middle, you got the LeBron lion roaring with – it's in like in a platinum kind of blue. Mm-hmm. They're pretty neat. I think, and De'Aaron Fox is pretty neat. So I think that's one of the coolest parts about that shoe in general, not even like the, the black history part, but just like the lion itself on all the The shoes. lion's sick, yeah. yeah. And like the, the – the laces go through its mouth and stuff. It's kind of cool. Mm, I like the color they used for it on this particular shoe too. So yeah. that link is also in the description. So check it out. You're... And now, A-Hop, we have to apologize. You're the one apologizing. I ain't sorry for nothing. Oh, okay. Well, sorry to our fans that were hoping for some in-depth analysis over the NBA All-Star draft. That happened last Thursday before we recorded the podcast. <laughs> 
Yeah. So no excuses on our part for missing it. We just spaced and just forgot to put it on our, our doc here, our, our script, as some might say. So we're going to tell you now, and you're just going to have to deal with it. And if it, Maybe we did it on purpose so you could forget about it throughout the week. And then as the, you know, the all-star game creeps up on us, here we are. That was my plan. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm, okay. So... As we've mentioned in the past, I believe the NBA All-Star Draft, it was televised this year. And the- Unlike the Revolution, the Revolution will not be televised. What? <laughs> you don't know that saying? No. What? You don't know that? Oh, never mind then. People listening will know. Okay. Well, tweet me that I'm wrong, everybody. Or it's stupid. You're not. Okay, that's different. <laughs> that's, what wrong. that's what I meant. Misinformed. Ignorant. Um, All right, yeah. That's like my nickname, I swear. Um, so each player, LeBron and Giannis were the captains, as we've mentioned, each player had to pick four starters to their team first before they could choose anyone else. Um, should we go in order of who was picked or just team by team? Do you want to be LeBron and I'll be Giannis? I mean, that's like my life goal is to be LeBron James. So yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen, buddy. I hate to burst your bubble. (laughs) At least in wealth. (laughs) It also not gonna happen. Wow, no faith. You have no idea how much money he has. Well, you do. You just can't fathom it because it's that much. You don't realize how much money this podcast could be worth someday. He signed a one billion dollar shoe deal. I promise the podcast will never be worth anywhere close to one billion dollars. Maybe there'll be an ad that is worth one billion dollars. <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's just start now. Yeah. So I don't remember how this was chosen. Who got to go first? Number of votes. Ah, that's what it was. Thank you. So the, whoever got the most votes between Braun and Giannis got to go first. So LeBron James drafts first as he gets most all the votes every year anyway. Pretty much. Um, so he chose his slithery friend, Kevin Durant, first. <laughs> his slithery friend. Uh, and then with the second pick, Giannis. As he said he would, he was picked uh, first by Steph last year, and so Giannis picked Steph first this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, next up, LeBron picked his uh, more shady friend. <laughs> Cryptic. Yes, uh, Byrie Irving, or some people <laughs> call him. Uh, untucked Kyrie, you know. Oh, if he goes untucked, it's a wrap. Kyrie Illuminati Irving, um, <laughs> third, or, or his second pick, I should say. Uh, and then fourth overall, Giannis's second pick, he went for Embiid, the troll himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, had you know they got to keep the foreign guys together. Yeah, uh, Braun then chose Kawhi Leonard, another guy who has been interested in LA. Interesting, interesting. He's a fun guy. What can I say? <laughs> uh, um, Giannis with his third pick, sixth overall. Actually, another. Uh, California boy, Paul George, better known this year as MVPG. We'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> seventh overall, LeBron's fourth pick and last starter. And surprisingly really late, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, James Harden just squeaks in. And then the final starter picked overall for Giannis was Kemba Walker. Hometown hero. Open, so don't snooze on the boy. Yeah, hometown hero. You're right. Um, so then we, now we're moving on to bench players, um, or reserves, Quote, bench players, <laughs> reserves. Yeah. they're not bench players. <laughs> then Giannis and LeBron made sure, made sure to like mention that why they were drafting. There was like, there's no bad picks here, you know, cause every time LeBron picked for his first three picks, except Kyle Lowry. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Or Dirk. Um, <laughs> well, that's an, that's an obligatory <laughs> pick. That's fine. Uh, time LeBron picked someone for like the first three picks, Giannis was like, ooh, that's a good pick. And then like Ernie Johnson had to be like, Giannis, you realize there's no bad picks here. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's true. Giannis is just all starry-eyed though right now. <laughs> uh, so for his first reserve pick, actually Giannis went, so you go ahead then. Really? Yeah, because LeBron got to draft first, so he got to draft first well, in the second Giannis round. The, Giannis a dummy then. Uh, Giannis, for his first reserve pick, chose his teammate, Chris Middleton. I totally get it. I totally understand, but, like, no. But he still would have been there at number 17, so. 
Exactly. Uh, LeBron went the smarter route and chose his future teammate, Anthony Davis. <laughs> How could you pick Chris Middleton when Anthony Davis is an option? I don't care that he's your teammate. It was pretty funny during this. If you watched it, uh, once LeBron drafted AD, Giannis said, is that considered tampering <laughs> live on TV? <laughs> they all had a good laugh about that. Uh, savage. Giannis is too funny. Uh, and then the next overall pick, Giannis takes the Joker, which is another interesting selection in my personal opinion, but hey. Another foreign guy. Uh, yep. LeBron went with another future teammate, <laughs> Clay Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> You're just having a great time with that, aren't you? Yes. Giannis responded by rounding out his squad with all three of my favorite players in the NBA and choosing Russell Westbrook. Well, not initially. Mm. You put this in a way that confused me. Sorry. The asterisk confusing. He picked Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. You're right. He picked I Ben forget. Simmons. That's my fault, people. So we'll just explain this now then. Um LeBron ended up choosing Ben or Russ, Russell Westbrook at sixteen and uh Giannis chose Ben Simmons at thirteen. And after the draft was over, LeBron requested a trade for his quote guy, Ben Simmons because he was mad when Giannis took him. Um, so that was the first trade they've ever had, even though this is the second year they've ever done it. And uh, Giannis, again, threw in a, 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 quick, uh, a quick, witty response and was asking if uh, if he could throw D-Wade in the package too, which LeBron, <laughs> LeBron ends up drafting him. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no surprise there. Shocker, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And LeBron mentioned, uh, like, as a deal of the trade, he was like, so he was trying to persuade Giannis, and he said that everybody wants to see Embiid and Russ on the same team. Really? That's what he's, as like a joke, because they've had history in the past, you know, like beef. Oh, yeah, okay, well, I mean, then there was the whole deal with him, with Russ and KD on the All-Star team together. When mm-hmm. there was all that animosity, mm-hmm. Russ threw KD one oop, and they like pointed at each other, and people were like, "Oh, they're friends." I was like, "What?" It's like, no, it was uh, <laughs> athletic basketball play. They're playing basketball, yeah. I mean, they're not going to not pass to each other and scowl or whatever. But cut. All right. Um, um, so for LeBron's 14th pick, he chose. Ow! Hit myself in the head. Uh, Damian Lillard, which would be his third pick. Uh, reserve third reserve good pick Giannis then responded by choosing another large human because apparently he doesn't like guards and he took Blake Griffin who's been playing kind of like a guard lately somehow and so at 16 this is where LeBron originally took Russ but now he has Ben Simmons uh, next at 17th overall Giannis took D'Angelo Russell who replaced an injured Victor Oladipo, RIP. However, deloading definitely deserves to be in the All-Star Game series. Been balling. Facts, facts. Um, LeBron then took LaMarcus Aldridge at 18. I feel like this guy's always in the All-Star Game, and no one ever talks about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's because he plays quiet. It's just, he's like... It's like the, the way of the Spurs. If you're a power forward that can kind of <laughs> shoot, you're just not talked about, but you do work. People talk about Tim Duncan, though. Yeah, I won't say it's playoff time. He's like a downgraded Tim Duncan. Muy downgraded. Uh, and then at 19th overall, Giannis took Vucevic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Another foreign guy, surprise. You're, they, his whole team is foreign guys. <laughs> I didn't realize this. Yes. He said after, I believe, that he, he was trying to draft his foreign brethren. USA versus world. Yeah, part two. Um, LeBron's... Next pick at number 20, he took, overall, he took Carl Anthony Towns. Just another smart pick by future GM LeBron James. His picks are just way better than yeah, Giannis's. He That's just, just thought, objectively he true. More besides uh, a few of his friends. Well, Giannis then came back and chose someone who was born in the United States but no longer plays in the United States, Kyle Lowry. So we can call him foreign. I was really confused where you were going with that. Um, Number 22 overall, LeBron took Bradley Beal. Um, Not foreign, far from it because capital of the nation. (laughs) 
and better than Kyle Lowry. Uh, and then Giannis. Oh, wait. Why does this says that LeBron picked next? Is that true? He got the first in this little third round. I just read what I, a graphic I saw. So maybe that um, makes sense. In in the legends round of the draft, yeah, LeBron the two went legends first. between D Wade and Dirk, LeBron chose Dwayne Wade. Surprise, surprise. And that was probably much to Giannis's. I don't. What's so? I don't even know a word I could use there. Giannis was probably happy about that because he got another foreign guy. Yes, in hmm? Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, I thought that was already given. Yeah, just restating it. All right. Just in case he picked. Forgot. He, he picked. He picked Dirk, guys. The Diggler. <laughs> so that is our very extended version of the draft. It was probably longer than it needed to be. I'm confused why Giannis traded Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons is from Australia. He's foreign. I'm confused why Giannis did most of the things he did in this draft, but uh, we'll talk more about this in the NBA Twitter segment. was up in arms saying that LeBron is or Giannis should never pick again or like be an NBA GM. <laughs> they said, well, because they're right. They were like his team would be the worst in NBA history and stuff. It was pretty good. His first three picks are like they're excusable. Like I can I see it. Well and then his fourth pick, right, like has to be fine because that's just who's left on the board. But then the fact that he went to Middleton and then Joker is like it's the Anthony Davis and like Carl Anthony Towns or something. Some yeah, yeah. Something better. But like I said, we'll come back to this more later. I agree though. Uh Giannis should not be a GM or in any <laughs> position of power in selecting teammates. Um and LeBron is getting chastised for tampering and picking all guys who are either free agents or in contract years or want to be traded. That's just smart. It, it is show them what it's like but, to be LeBron James's teammate. But people are mad about it. What? So when they lose, they get blamed? That's what it's like to be LeBron's teammate. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no response. All right. Let's move on. I don't on even know what to say to something like that. This is true. Yeah, it is. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. That's all you needed to say then. That's true. Gotcha. Um, just to start our general news, the Harden 30-point game streak counter is at 31, which means if he doubles that and adds a few, he'll tie Will Chamberlain. <laughs> so gross this is like an unreal stat and he's like yeah he's just gotta add a bunch and 34 to be precise we'll get this so he's averaging 40 points per game over the last 23 games which gives him the longest or the second longest streak in nba history of averaging 40 right he just passed elgin bather i believe who had 22 games of 40 points per game Mm -hmm. will chamberlain averaged that for 115 games hmm He's like not even a, not even a quarter of the way there, like yeah. a fifth of the way there. That's I don't want to talk about that anymore. We're we're gonna give you guys a for ball we know about Will Chamberlain soon. This is important to me. <laughs> uh, next up, we got the super douche himself, Michael Jordan. Uh, <laughs> not wrong, not wrong. Everybody always talks about how LeBron James is so full of himself and arrogant and stuff. Um, and he had a response when asked about what he thought about uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook's uh, performances and achievements that they're either striving for or have reached. Um, so Russ, what he cracked the triple doubles, consecutive triple doubles. Yeah. He beat, you guessed it, Wilt Chamberlain who had nine yeah. and Russ got 10 in a row. And then Harden, obviously we just talked about him has the points for game streak. And he said, Oh, you know, it's great for the league. Good exposure as a player though. It's way harder. To, he was asked, which is harder. And he said, as a player, it's way harder to win six championships. So just way to make That's, it way to make it about yourself there. That is the wackest thing ever. Just, you know, answer the question, move on. At least at least give us who you think and then at the and then throw it in at the end. But overall, because well, then, then it's funny, right? Yeah. If it's like, well, I think this might be more challenging, but you know, six titles. That's like, oh ha ha, okay. This is just like being a freaking Oh, like I don't even have a good yelling at clouds. <laughs> yeah, like I'm the greatest. Like no one cares, dude. No one's saying that Harden and Russ are better than you. Nobody. So just answer the question. Yeah, I mean, like, and he didn't even answer it after he said that. He no. just kind of like walked away. He was like, "Oh, okay." The reporter should have said, "Well, then, MJ, what about eleven? Do you think that would be harder?" <laughs> Freaking weak boy. Mic drop. 
Facts. Um, you're you're right. pretty passionate about this, I think. So I just think it's funny. I think so, it's funny too. Um, last night, Wednesday, <laughs> February thirteenth. Yes, uh, Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors are used to getting their way, and last night they didn't, and it was funny to watch. Um, so this was this whole big fiasco. Uh, Golden State was playing the Portland Trailblazers. And it was a close game through three quarters. And come the fourth quarter, things just got absolutely out of hand. Um, so Clay Thompson drives to the basket and absolutely just shoves Zach Collins out of the way, right at about the block and lays the ball in. And he gets called for an offensive foul. And <laughs> Clay is not happy about this. And Collins is calmly walking down the court. And Clay is just on his hip, just talking in his ear. And you can read his lips as they're showing him on, on the screen. Like it, he is not mincing words with how he feels about this. <laughs> so Collins, after some probably 20 seconds of this dude yelling in his ear, responds, reciprocates, right? And then they get a double tech. So I already have a problem with that because the NBA is weak as hell. Call the first one <laughs> or don't call anything when he responds. Don't give him double text. That's not how that should work, in Agreed. my opinion. Yeah. Um, so that happens. And things are getting a little chippy now. They had been earlier in the game in the second quarter, but it had slowed down. Um, so then later on, there's a fast break. Draymond fouls a guy going in for a layup. I don't remember who it was. Uh, and the officials review it, and they call it a flagrant. Which so this, I don't really think it was. It was iffy. So he gets the ball, but their justification for it being a flagrant was unnecessary contact, like being unnecessarily rough, which I think that he was. He he hits the ball. He rips all the way through. He hip checks like that. It, he went for the ball, yeah. But if our only qualification for something not being a flagrant is going for the ball, then I can swipe at it, hit it, and tackle you. And Regard, it's legal. Regardless, his reputation didn't help him there. Exactly. And maybe that was it. But uh, after a review, Draymond gets called for a flagrant, and Steve Kerr is not happy. Uh, comes out yelling at the official, throws his clipboard on the ground, gets a technical, well, He's mad the about the technical. Just watch. <laughs> yeah, you're, you said nobody even made an effort to hold him back or anything. They just let it happen. Because they're um, all a bunch of crybabies. <laughs> true. Um, and then after getting the first tech, Kerr is more pissed, continues to yell at the ref, gets a second tech, and is ejected, which I thought was just absolutely hilarious. Ice um, on the cake. <laughs> for real. They asked him about it after the game, and he's like, you know, I thought the officiating was poor, uh, this and that. I'll, I'll get an answer about the flagrant later. He didn't really speak fine. to his, yeah. He didn't really speak to his own conduct, which I feel like was would have been a merited response in that situation. I get you're mad, but throwing your clipboard and throwing a little pissy fit isn't exactly the right way to go about it. <laughs> um, so then this continues um, towards the tail end of the game. All of the Warrior starters get subbed out. This was probably about three minutes to go, and Zach Collins, who was kind of in on the beginning of this whole thing, gets blocked. And the entire Warriors bench just stands up and is just screaming at him. It was namely Draymond, Katie, and Clay, who are just all big mad. Uh, when they were losing by what ten at this point, with like a minute left. More than that. More than that. So it was a one. It was a one point game, tie game to start the fourth, and the Blazers outscored the Warriors thirty-five to twelve in the fourth quarter. Just absolutely gave them the business, and I loved every second of it. <laughs> it was wonderful. Um, I don't know, man. It's just more and more obvious, I think, that when they don't get their way, they just feel so entitled mm -hmm. and they respond really poorly. And I think come playoff time, that will be interesting to see. Um, I think once teams can get under their skin, they can be beat. And I they'll think as fold. time is – yeah, yeah, they'll kind of just beat themselves. And as time goes on, I think they feel a little more and more like they should win all of the time. And I think that's going to bite them. Mm -hmm. So that will be interesting to watch develop. but. All in all, they're real mad. Speaking of super funny of NBA refs and um, basically every podcast, this next <laughs> thing was kind of interesting, kind of hard to explain over uh, audio without any visual. But uh, I'm sure if you're if you search Bradley Beal travel, it'll be right there waiting for yeah, you. Yeah. So Bradley or not travel. So Bradley Beal uh, <laughs> yeah. had an interesting play where he took three steps lost the ball took two more and then passed it but he didn't like lose the ball completely it just kind of he's like juggled it on his fingertips a little bit like it slipped out did of his he hands. pass it or did he shoot it 
I thought he passed it, but uh, well, regardless, he's dribbling the baseline underneath the basket when this all happens. Yeah. Um, and so the NBA refs had a tweet about this uh, because people were losing their minds. Yes, and they should have just not said anything. Uh, yeah. Because they got destroyed after this. Yeah. So it's bad. they said the offensive player gathers with his right foot on the ground. He then takes two legal steps before losing control of the ball. After regaining possession, a player is allowed to regain his pivot foot and pass or shoot prior to that foot returning to the ground. This is legal. However, he didn't really lose control of the ball. Also, well, he, also he, he did, but it was of his own, like it was his own fault. Yeah. And also he didn't, um, like he took another step rather than his pivot foot. He had his pivot foot, and then he took another one, and then he passed it. Mm-hmm. Like he well, used his pivot foot already, and if this here says if he would have passed it after the pivot foot, he'd be okay. But then he took another step, so it was like gather one to lose one to pass, mm-hmm. and like the gather already is always kind of iffy. But I mean, in regards to him losing the ball, it was a kind of thing where like it was at his chest, and he dropped it, and he caught it like at his waist you know yeah either way though like live like that's a travel there's no way the ref saw well he barely lost it and then he took you know it's like uh, that's that's a travel it's a justification for a bad call instead of what actually happened Mm -hmm. is what you're saying well i think regardless now i have to ask what does it mean to lose the ball so if a defender had hit the ball whatever right like i feel like this is nah it's null but then at this point, I'm just going to start running around the court and dropping the ball and catching it and taking more steps. Yeah, just intentionally losing the ball. Because the refs aren't going to be able to draw a fair line there. Oh, he meant to lose it, but he didn't. Whatever. So then they got super like defensive, the refs did. And they later tweeted section XVII, fumble. A, a rule on what the fumble is, and then they can't. They tweeted again the, uh, the same rule with an, a more further explanation of the rule. So they were just like being super petty about it. Like, listen, they were in their feelings. Yeah, they were like really. They were they. Let's just say read the comments too much. So there was just a lot of comments about like this one. Sam Decker even replied, even if he lost control. It's still a travel to pass or shoot it to yourself. Y'all got this one wrong. It's okay to be wrong. Ha ha. Even Brad knows it was a walk and a ref told me to learn the rules the other day. (laughs) (laughs) But then someone replied, careful, you might get teed up on Twitter. (laughs) Oh my God. Yahoo Sports NBA said it's time to take a nap, guys. You're tired. (laughs) Well, and then let's see. So the NBA VP of referee development and training disagreed with the NBA uh, refs association interpretation of the call. So now we just got drama within the refs even better. Well, the thing is they're just trying to save their own asses here because they know they suck and they miss travels all the time. And they're trying to be yeah. like, see, we actually don't miss travels, but they a hundred percent do. And they just lie about it. I don't know. It's really strange yeah. that they did this. And then they, like you said, got their feelings and were trying to like cover their asses. And it just, it wasn't a good PR look for the refs. <laughs> Oh, no, not at all. I don't know, man. There's just so many things with the refs recently. It's with the the step backs that are absolutely egregious. It's stuff like this. Uh, There just needs to be some kind of review. Like, what is your guys' goal? Is it to officiate correctly or is it to look good? Pick one. Yep. Moving on to a, a pick of yours. Yes, I mentioned this earlier. This is the boy Paul George uh, and his MVPG bid. Um, A lot of people have been talking about this. Uh, It's kind of hard to say that anyone could be the MVP right now outside of James Harden, just because Mm -hmm. of how disgusting he's been. Um, However, uh, there have been a few people that have been advocates of PG, uh, NBA players that have been advocates. So Russ, obviously, but that doesn't count. Um, However, Lillard and Evan Turner of the Trailblazers were saying that he should be the front runner. Just to give you guys some ideas of how well he has been playing. He's averaging 32 points per game since the start of 2019. Uh, In the month of February, he's averaging 39.7 points per game, as well as about eight boards, five assists, almost seven three-pointers, and plus side two steals. 
Uh, I know I've mentioned before he's averaging career highs in just about every stat category that there is. Um, and just recently he had a 47-12-10 game with a triple-double. I have to play devil's advocate here and say in the same amount of time since the start of 2019, James Harden's averaging 42 points per game, 10 more than Paul George. So that just kind of shows uh, how crazy James Harden's been. <laughs> oh, he's been absolutely dominant. Um, I think, though, when you when you take a, a zoomed out kind of look, there, there are still 20 plus games left in the season mm-hmm. and your top three right now. I think Paul George has inserted himself into that conversation with Harden. For honest. sure. I think I, uh, that if he doesn't win it, which right now it doesn't look like he will, obviously, like you said, things can change um, that he'll at least win most improved player for sure. Which is absurd to even consider that he would win that at this point. But well, and I think he also has a bid for defensive player of the year right now. Well, it's because to me, I think he should win most improved because he was really good, got hurt, and then sucked for like two years, and now he's really good again. <laughs> I don't know that he sucked, but he wasn't. The same yeah, guy. he was just like your average NBA player that comes off the bench kind of thing for a while. Yeah, and then he started, yeah. and then he got better. I think when you look at who deserves to win it the most though well you obviously have the biases of the people who choose and we've covered that with Harden winning it over LeBron and the whole mm-hmm. how Westbrook played into that um you have to look at overall impact as well as you know playing both ends of the floor and Giannis obviously has that leg up and Paul George is a top 10 defensive player in the NBA right so now you're looking at a guy who when they play Houston he's guarding James Harden and James Harden goes out of his way to get screens, to get PG off him. So I think when you try to zoom out and look at it as a both ends of the floor guy, Paul George is, he beats James Harden in that category. Mm. Would you disagree with that? I mean, James Harden, you have to bury him in your defense because he gets smoked. No, I agree. I was just, and it, just saying good point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you look at, and you also have to factor in efficiency, which I personally have not done. Um, obviously James Harden has the ball in his hand more, but I'm sure he also has more turnovers. Right. Um, and you got to question, you know, both ends. Um, regardless though, I think this will be interesting to see play out. If Paul George continues to be this dominant, I think this is going to change real quickly from it being a Harden runaway as with the MVP to, is it really James Harden, which is really all that I can ask for. So <laughs> shout out Paul George. Uh, watch this guy play when you get a chance. Uh, if there's a, a Golden State game against OKC or, or a Houston game against OKC, he's been real dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of someone you mentioned in that, uh, Giannis, who's been pretty dominant himself, also agrees yeah. with that statement. Um, he dipped into the uh, the MJ douchebag, <laughs> the douchebag, uh, and he said, uh, "I'm not trying to sound arrogant and cocky, but I don't think there's one guy that could stop me. I don't know where this came from because Giannis usually isn't that way." To no, he's a chiller most of the time. In words, in words, he's yeah, on, on the yeah. court. He's this mean dude that just like get out of my way. Well, I'm, and you I'm look at what he said. Up. Yeah, in the offseason where he didn't want to practice with guys he plays against. Like, he has that kind of killer mentality, I think. Mm-hmm. His personality just doesn't demonstrate it. Until now. but Yeah, I, mean, I guess. I don't know that there's not one guy that can physically – I mean, like, in the NBA – Name him. Name him. No, I'm just going to say in the NBA, like, who can stop anybody really? You know what I mean? You're just trying to limit guys from scoring 30 on you every night. A lot of James Harden. Uh, <laughs> Well, but that James, there aren't a lot of guys who can say, I'm going to go get my points and my boards. It doesn't matter who you put on me. There no, aren't I, a lot just, of guys that I can just, say that. There's For the stars in this league, you're not, they're never going to get shut down. It's, it's kind of up to them. You, obviously, you want to play defense and be there. But if they're going to they're gonna either make the shots or miss it, and it's, you're kind of not really a factor depending on certain plays. In my opinion, like Giannis, he's too tall. Like, I mean, obviously, if you somehow get him to shoot jump shots, he'll have a bad night. But that's really hard to do. But you, you won't. Yeah, exactly. See, that's the thing, though. Where, like, I totally agree with your point. Where the star players in this league are going to get theirs. Yeah. I mean, offense beats defense. That's just how this how the league works. Mm-hmm. But oh god, 
it doesn't matter how you defend Giannis. It really makes no difference. He's going to dunk on you. Yeah, I mean, you could stand back. He'll just jump over you. You know, he gets a running start that way. You can press up on him. He'll just step around you with his three or 30-foot-long legs. See, exactly. You go guard him at the three, he beats you. You wait in the key for him, he just attacks you and scores anyway. Yeah, so, so he's not wrong, but I mean, also, he, he's not the only one. There's definitely guys that are the same way, you know? You, I mean, you said James Harden. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. You leave him open, he'll just hit a 40-footer. If you're in his face, he'll hit a 50-footer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if he has to, he will. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I agree. I yeah, I agree. So it's but not far I think, stretch. It's just surprising that it came from Giannis's mouth. But it's new for him, I think. This, he's, he's before starting to this realize he's kind of good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, before this year, you would never say, oh, Giannis is going to go get a bucket no matter what. Like, if you said that, people would have been like, what are you talking about? You're going to be like, he's so, going to try and try to get to the rim. <laughs> uh-huh. So I think even if this isn't groundbreaking, like there are multiple guys who are like this, he is, is inserting himself into that group. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's justified. Yeah. Moving on, Isaiah Thomas returned Wednesday versus the Kings, which is kind of ironic because that's who drafted him originally. Um, he returned. 60th overall. Yep. Mr. Irrelevant. Um, he returned 11 months after his hip surgery. And Ooh. in 13 minutes last night, he had eight points and two boards. So. Hit a huge three also. Yeah. So, I mean, like the, his points came in like the end of the third quarter, like on momentum plays, uh, a couple threes, and then a, a jumper where he was driving to the rim and just stopped on a dime and pulled up. And that just looked like the old IT. And then he missed some shots too, but I mean, he's going to be rusty. Um, so, yeah. So it's nothing like crazy. Obviously, he only played 13 minutes because they just want to be careful. Um, but it's good to see IT out there again playing basketball because some might some thought he might not ever play again really or you know be up to the nba level i i'm excited for it because people have been saying he won't be a lot of things a lot of times and he and, he eats off that oh 100 percent. i so mean he he's was a 150 right million dollar man before he got hurt you're he's, not wrong mr fourth quarter like he was yeah nuts. that was nuts. he was that celtics team mm-hmm no segue. Damn, I was trying to think of one. You, you can't uh, blame the Celtics, though, for dealing him for Kyrie. <laughs> you really can't. No, I mean, yeah, that's kind of the only thing you can do at that point. And, I mean, and for the Cavs, you don't know how severe the injury is, yada, yada. Like, if it was the same yeah. IT after the injury, they probably would have won a championship. <laughs> it would have been very different. I agree. <laughs> um, or at least had a better chance at winning a championship. Um, speaking of championships... Ben Simmons is trying to learn how to do that. There's a segue. How to championship? How to championship from his friend, his good friend, Magic Johnson. <laughs> um, so, well, wants to be good friend. Mm-hmm. Came, reports came out that Ben wants to be mentored by Magic Johnson this offseason. And Johnson yeah. said he would be willing to share his knowledge if the league signs off on it. And I think this is kind of a weird position to be in because if Magic wasn't in – of the Lakers, whatever he is. Yeah, if president. he wasn't in the organization, yeah. You're right, it wouldn't be any big deal. They could talk tomorrow. They could talk right now. Like, it wouldn't even matter. And so mm-hmm. it kind of sucks that he, they just want to, like, talk about this specific thing and be mentored, and but he can't do that because of where he is. I think there yeah. should be something where there's, like, a third party involved somehow where they mediate or, the conversations. I don't know. Or, like, even, like, a window where they, like, can interact. Like, if it, you know... There needs mm-hmm. to be something. Yeah. I agree. Um, so Elton Brand basically started this by saying dumb stuff. He <laughs> randomly brought up uh, in an interview th- that he rejected a meeting a month ago between Magic and Ben Simmons just because he didn't th- – because it was bef- – I mean, like, this makes sense. It was before the trade deadline. Yes, you want to assume they have good intentions, but you never know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and – so after all this settled, the NBA looked into it, said it wasn't malicious intent. Like they just, he honestly just wants to seek him as a mentor. Magic wants to be his mentor. Yeah. Uh, the, He's a six, nine point guard. Weird. <laughs> the, uh, the news broke that it was like fine, basically. And so Simmons walked into yeah. the, his locker room in front of all the media after it all blew over and just said out loud, that's like the 10th time Magic's called me today. <laughs> and he was Clown. obviously kidding. <laughs> 
People, like, we've said this too many times already this pod, but like people need to get out of their feelings, man. It's like, it's just we're assuming all these ulterior motives and magic's recruiting. Oh, he's tampering. It's like, dog, it's a 6'9 point guard who can't shoot. And magic was a 6'9 point guard who couldn't really shoot. And he's like, hey, help me. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Except you'll probably tell him to develop a jump shot because it's a different league now. <laughs> well, he did shoot a three the other day and it rimmed out. Mm-hmm. Good for you, it Ben. It was close. He it almost was. made it. And the breath out of the arena, just, you know, you could feel it. <laughs> C- created a hurricane. Everybody going, oh, at once. Because <laughs> they all wanted it to drop. Oh, he was close. He'll get one someday. Speaking of hurricanes, Hurricane Chris. Chris Bosh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hurricane Chris. I haven't heard that name in a minute. Chris Bosh plans to retire in March at his jersey ceremony, his jersey retirement ceremony in Miami. Sad story that he had to end his career early. Interesting that he's retiring his jersey in Miami. I guess just because he helped him win two championships or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's time. He's he, he hinted at a comeback every now and again, but it's like, Chris, just live your life and be a millionaire and retire. I mean, he wanted to come back. So it's it's like you said, it's just sort of a sad situation, but at least he's realized now that it's over. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah, maybe I he'll agree. be on TNT and be a broadcaster or something. Or he'll star alongside Chris Pratt in the next Jurassic Park. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought something you would say. I thought you would be there for it, but I, since you I, weren't. It's a sensitive situation. Um, <laughs> like I said, TNT, hey, segue. Um, so TNT and Twitter and the NBA make a agreement, a kind of a, a new thing that they're going to try out. A little interesting here. So Twitter... Our NBA Twitter is growing, and it's always growing, but now it's grown even more. So Twitter is now going to live stream the second half of 20 select NBA games on TNT over the course of the rest of the season. Um, these streams will offer a, quote, single-player view with an isolated camera focusing on just one player each game, uh, and the player will be chosen through a fan vote on Twitter during the first half of the game. So essentially it's just going to be um, them. It's kind of like watching that player, seeing what they do throughout a game, which can be kind of interesting. And I think, you know, I'm here for it. Yeah. I um, feel like this would be a good thing for like some middle school kid to watch. Mm-hmm. What does an NBA player do during a game? Right. Probably um, not stand. Well, he probably does stand in the corner. I lied. <laughs> Don't pick clay. Don't pick clay. So, what was interesting about this article, and it's, it's it's a quote that someone at Twitter said. Um, they said hashtag NBA Twitter. They said it like that apparently because it's quoted, and that's kind of gross. Is one of the most engaged and most vibrant communities on the platform uh, of all of Twitter, and so they're basically saying it's one of the top communities. And I mean, obviously, NBA Twitter is nuts. And if you're not on Twitter, you need to be on Twitter and just follow. Uh, Worldwide Wob and NBA <laughs> and Worldwide Wob uh, and Woj, ESPN Woj, and you'll be set. That's all you need to follow. Yeah, that's all the true. News, all the drama, all the pettiness. <laughs> Wob's to compo. <laughs> Wob Wob has the best Instagram or Twitter handles. This is true. He like puts his name into NBA players. It's Fun hilarious. fact, if you don't know about Wob, his name is Rob Perez. However, he got the, the name Wob because his ex-girlfriend couldn't pronounce ours and used to call him Wob. No way. <laughs> That's hilarious. So that just explains who that guy is and his character. He's just, he's a good, he's a funny guy. He's hilarious. Um, yeah. So speaking of Woj, not Wob, uh, he's always bringing the heat with the trades and free agency news. And so let's jump into that right now. Let's do that. You go ahead. You, you bring it home. Uh, let's see. So the playoff eligibility waiver deadline is coming up. That's March 1st. So in order to be eligible to compete in the playoffs, players must be waived by this date, right? So if they're going to be waived and then still have a chance to play in the postseason, it needs mm-hmm. to be 
by March 1st. Uh, players must be a free agent in order to sign with another team after this date, and they must sign with the team by April 13th. So those are just a couple dates, not in the immediate future, but regarding kind of final rosters going into playoff season. Uh, let's see. In this past week, Portland acquired Ennis Cantor after he was waived by the Knicks and reportedly beat out a large field who was interested in him, including the L.A. Lakers, Mm-hmm. Which is notable since they traded away their freaking backup big guy who's good. Who was really good. Dummies. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Jeremy Lin is still in the league. Lin Sanity. Yep. He's going back to where it all returned. Or, oh, whoa. He's returning to where it all started. Those weren't words. <laughs> going um, back to where it all returned. <laughs> if you guys remember during like, Lin Sanity, he had a game winner in Toronto that was nuts. And uh, now he in Toronto. The Raptors signed him after the Hawks bought him out to create room and cap space and yada yada. That dude was dope for like 20 games. How does that even happen? Dude, I watched on YouTube the other day like highlights of Linsanity. It gave me chills. Like And like watching the videos over again, like he was so nuts. I've never seen anything like it. Like, How are you that in the zone? Like that good for like two months and then you're just really yeah, mediocre. You're just, you're so just clutch odd. and just like he was just riding the wave, dude. He's just I guess. R- riding his dream. Well, his and- legend will live on, so good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then last, uh, the as Nathan said, the worst of the two Morris brothers, Mark yep. um, agreed to sign with OKC. Uh, Sounds like a dirty waved word. by the Wizards? Uh, I believe so. Or he got traded and bought out, I think, maybe. With Something the, like the that. The Otto Porter trade, I think he went to the, the mm. Bulls and then got bought out. Also, RIP because Auto Porter had like forty something points the other night. Yeah, but uh, so did Jabari. So, <laughs> oh, all right, fair enough. They, they both um, went off in their new teams. Kind of funny. Same night. I'm, I'm excited though to see Markeith. Uh, he's a like a four guy who can rebound a little bit and also stretch the floor. So I feel like he should be good mm-hmm. in OKC. And now is the time where we usually break down some of the games, but let's break down some of. Uh, the unrecognized players as we introduce the ICYMI. In case you missed it, for ball we know, most underrated player list at the All Star break. That's a long title, but that's what. Woo! It's lit though. That's what this we is do. The, in case you missed it. Uh huh. You start. All right. First, this is a guy that I picked just a couple weeks ago as my. What did I say? Like, the, was it the most like underrated players in the league thing? Was that what we were doing for football? We something know? like that. He came up. It's something along those lines. Yeah. And this is Demontis Sabonis of the Pacers. Uh, in case you missed it, the Pacers are actually third in the East right now wow. at 38 and 19, which came as a yeah exactly, which came as a surprise to me. Um, we'll see how much they can sustain that pace in this last quarter of the season. <laughs> pace. <laughs> that was an accident. Uh, Sabonis is averaging 14 points, uh, nine boards, and almost three assists. He's shooting 60% from the field at about 25 minutes a game. He's really a cog in that machine out there. He rebounds well. He can pass from the high post. He can hit the mid-range jumper. Really does it all and is integral to their system. Uh, plays pretty good defense, too. He got a couple post moves. Next up, we got Tobias Harris. We've talked about him a lot on the pod just because he's underrated and we want his name out there. Um, Facts. He's averaging 15-7, and as Ahop put it, almost four. Um, <laughs> gotta be specific. 47.5 from the field, 36 from three. He's playing 32 minutes a game. And he's a huge reason, which I agree, the Clippers didn't absolutely tank and suck, and they are above 500 right now but they're going downhill slowly. Um, <laughs> and honestly, he's a really good fit with this new Sixers team. Uh, it's fun to watch. I've watched oh, yeah. a few of their games and like, you're just, you see the ball being swung around. You're like, Oh man, they got to shoot it. And then like Tobias is wide open. It's like, Oh man, that's going in. So Facts. he's filling a void. They definitely needed to contend with the warriors, which everybody tries to do. For sure. Uh, this next man, I owe a, a sincere apology. Um, back when we still had the Anthony Davis boogie Pelicans, mm-hmm. uh, I was saying they had no guard play. And he heard you. you. You mentioned this guy, and I called him out saying he wasn't that good. And look at look at him now. This is Drew <laughs> Holiday. He's averaging 21 points, five boards, and eight assists, as well as 1.5 steals a game. 40, shooting 47% from the field and 32% from three, playing 36 minutes a game. That's just really impressive. And he's um, holding the team together, essentially. 100%. Um, he's really come alive this season. I 
feel really bad for the guy that he re-signed there for the express purpose of playing with Anthony Davis. And now he's stuck there for four years or something like that. Once Mm -hmm. AD leaves. Mm -hmm. Um, But with just his skill as a, as a point guard, hopefully they can acquire another big man who's interested in, in playing the game with him. Speaking of people leaving new Orleans, buddy healed got traded (laughs) like last year or two years ago to the Kings. And he is averaging 25 and two. 48% 48% from the field, 45% from three. And that's on 7.6 attempts per game, people. Uh, Freaking impressive. He's also playing 32 minutes per game, just like Tobias. And the Kings are starting to look like a team that could compete in the next few years. Uh, they're eighth. In, Get them, De'Aaron. They're eighth in the West right now at 30 and 26. I'm really happy for Buddy Heald. I really liked him in college. And then when he came into the league, he just didn't do a whole lot of what people thought he would do. And I don't know if that's a Pelicans thing where they were just focused on AD. They didn't really care about their guards that much, but he seems to be liking Sacramento. You should talk about this last guy too, because I don't know enough about him. Nikola Vucevic. He's been one of my favorite centers, honestly, for the last year or two in the league. Uh, He's averaging 20, 12, and four. He's part of the monster that is the the front court of the magic with him and Bamba and then they also got Jonathan Isaac or Isaac or however you say it and <laughs> something like that and Aaron Gordon like that's just a huge front court um uh he's averaging 52% from the field and yeah he can shoot the three ball at 38% playing 31 minutes a game and he's an all-star this year which is much deserved I'm glad people finally recognized that he's been hooping the last few years team Giannis Team foreign facts. All right. And that concludes all of our general information as well as the brand new in case you missed it segment. I hope you guys learned something. And let's kick it now with an old school segment. The one of the best segments, hip, the OG hip hoop with a hop hit it. All righty. All righty. This week had to come at you guys with some Valentine's day, all-star bars and who else could supply them like therapist himself, Jermaine Cole, uh, this track is called Knock on Wood. It was released on his Any Given Sunday mixtape in 2011, but it originally dropped in 2010. Um, I'll hit you guys with these lyrics, do a little bit of analysis. There's not too much to di- digest, but this is just a dope song. So here's what he got. Cole, yeah, that's my motherfucking name. You couldn't even watch the All-Star game. Had to do the old Valentine's Day thing. Gotta play the game so my lady won't complain. All right, that's a pretty small taste of the track, but uh, he says, Cole, yeah, that's my mom. Beep name. Couldn't even watch the all-star game. Had to do the, the whole Valentine's Day thing. Got to play the game so my lady won't complain. Uh, so as Nate mentioned at the beginning, guys might be getting yelled at because they're trying to watch the all-star game, but the old lady's trying to do some uh, some Valentine's Day things. So here's a little history the on this. Lady, the old lady. Um, so as... As I was doing my research on this, I actually discovered. So this track, for all that I could find, released on February 16th of 2010. Um, and interestingly enough, the All-Star Game in 2010 was actually played on Valentine's Day on February 14th. So Yeah, dude, the Cole last is... few years has been a struggle. It's been the same thing. <laughs> really? Yeah, like two years ago, the, the game, or two or three years ago, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it was 2010. It was like on Valentine's Day. Well, so... Sadly, Cole probably actually didn't get to watch the All-Star game this year. Um, so, he he had, <laughs> so he wrote a song. So he wrote a song. Little did he know he'd be playing in the All-Star game, the Celebrity All-Star game, just a couple years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't really have DVR like that in 2010, so I'm sure he didn't get to record it. Oh, uh, and just a little, <laughs> a little fun fact, Cole and his wife, whose name Melissa, got married in 2015. The two have been together since college, uh, so... He was probably talking about her on this song, actually. She's now the executive director of his Dreamville Foundation. So, match made in heaven. Good for them. Must be nice to be married to someone who can give you a nice job. Also true. (laughs) A couple more things as far as hip hoop and the All-Star Game this weekend. Cole will be performing at halftime, actually, of this year's All-Star Game. Uh, It's in his home state, North Carolina, so that's sure to be wild. Mm -hmm. Uh, As for the celebrity game, there are just a few uh, hip-hop-involved people in this. Quavo of Migos being one of them. Bad Bunny. Uh, I Known can't for his, or his song with Drake, essentially. Yeah, where Drake raps in Spanish, right? Yeah. that Which is really questionable. 
And then Rhapsody, um, who is a female rapper who I intend to cover on the pod sometime. She's got some good bars. She's actually on a song with Cole called Sojourner. You should check that one out. It's pretty hot. Um, in other news, though, 2 Chains is pissed. Um, he lost one of his chains. <laughs> no, he's one chain. <laughs> he's one chain. Uh, he probably still keep the Z, one chains. Um, so yes. he posted on Instagram, and this is in all caps. Hey, at NBA, you have never reached out for me to play and to clear some things up because it feels like I've been getting shitted on by the league since 2013 when someone in my camp apparently called a woman out of her name at the game, saying he felt disrespected. David Stern was still in office. Anyway, he was wrong, and I apologize on his behalf. I'm one of the biggest NBA supporters and barely get courtside ticks every All-Star. It's something, and then it's an angry emoji. Uh, there I had to vent. I'm over it. Hashtag rap or go to the league. So 2 Chains played basketball at Alabama State. There are videos of him playing hoop, and the dude's nice. I also think he's pretty tall. He's um, also really smart, too. That's actually not true. Oh, well, 2 Chains, two chains you dumb, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're thinking of that rumor, right, that he like had a 4-0 in college? Yeah. Yeah, that's actually not true. I don't know where that started, uh, and I thought it was true until like two days ago. Well, when your name so is 2 Chains, I, you know, you just kind of believe <laughs> blast, like, crazy rumors like that. So I guess... Yeah, he's not smart, so his name isn't either. <laughs> so it's TBD whether we'll see two chains in a celebrity all star game. Only a few people to watch this year, but uh, so check out Cole at the actual all star game performing at halftime. This week was knock on wood freestyle from any given Sunday. Please check it out. It's probably one of my favorite Cole freestyles of all time. It's dope. Nice. Um, to finish off, we got the for ball we know this week. Um, basically, our predictions on the the events for the All Star Weekend. So, first off, we got we'll do the the Saturday events because they come first. Uh, skills challenge for ball we know has Trey Young. Just seems like a guy that's really quick, so that helps. Uh, he's obviously a good passer. He can shoot, and that all those things are needed to win this challenge, especially because he's going up against two big men, I think. And yeah, usually the young guys also try really hard because that's how they get uh, recognized. For sure. Uh, three point contest. We got to go with the hometown hero, Joe Harris. Not <laughs> not just because he's the hometown hero, but because he's been balling this year, especially from deep. Um, I think. This is kind of, if he wins this, it's kind of like a statement, like, hey, I'm here. Like, look at me. You know, remember my name kind of thing. So he's going to want to win this. He'll be really competitive in it. And remember the old adage never give a white man a set shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he is white for those of you that didn't know. I hope they knew. I mean, remember that one name I thought was white? The dude was definitely not. Oh, yeah. Well, his middle <laughs> name was Jermaine, but I guess you wouldn't know that. So, huh? all right excuse me dunk contest i'm going strictly on hops and a little bit of height here john collins he's had some nasty in-game dunks this year so i just think that he's going to bring out something crazy out of the bag i don't think miles bridges is a very good dunker why he's in the contest i don't know because no one else wants to do it i can tell you that he's gonna get last like that's a that's that's like a cold hard fact Coors light you know um (laughs) Boo. wasn't really feeling dsj just because he's small which a hot pointed out can be an advantage sometimes but i do's got bounce he does have bounce i just feel Stay like solid. he's kind of limited unless he gets creative he is the hometown hero though that is true year. um out in north carolina i was in between john collins and hamadou diallo uh mainly because hamadou's name he's literally hamming the do home he's gonna go ham uh dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so he could be a surprise because he's also got, yeah. got crazy bounce. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited oh, though. This, these, like these are new names that we haven't seen before, you know. So I want to watch this this year. It could be like, hey, this is the league now. Bunch of old heads on their way out. Um, and then we'll move. It's in. sad though that we don't have the big names in it anymore like they used to, like the Dominique Wilkins, MJ stuff. That's wild. But yeah, I'm still sad. Be like that. Never did it. Um. Rising Stars MVP, that game is actually on Friday night, I think. It is. The same night as the Celebrity All-Star game. Um, or I guess tonight, the night you guys are listening to this. Uh, yeah. Luka Doncic will win the MVP in that just because he's absurd and 
the media loves him right now, it's going to be pretty easy for him to win. Which means we're going with Team World, right? Yes, Team World will win that. I think it'll I think be that's going to be. I think that's going to be a good game when you got Kuzma and Fox and Tatum on the other side and Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't know. That'll be a fun. That might be more entertaining than the All Star game, to be honest. Those guys actually go pretty hard. Yeah, it could be. Um, and then for the big one, the All Star game, as we mentioned. Team Giannis just is ass. <laughs> so booty butt cheeks. So we got uh so we got LeBron's team winning that. Um and the MVP. So we I actually we went through like a method here on seeing who's won MVPs, who hasn't, who's due for one, yada yada. And we realized the media chooses them. So that was a big factor. We originally said KD will win because he hadn't won one, but NBA.com lied to me. He has won one. <laughs> um, and then James Harden has been having a crazy year, and he hasn't won an uh, all-star game MVP. And if he plays anything like he's played all year, he's going to win it easily. The media loves him and his story right now. I think it's a no-brainer, if, assuming that Braun's team wins, which they will by, probably by at least 20 points. <laughs> at least 20 huh mm-hmm. i think james harden's just gonna shoot 40 footers and make all of them because he's annoying probably he's in the top like uh top five for most three-point attempts all time in the all-star game so did you see josh Kogi swat his step back three last night though i did he ate, that. Oh, he ate made his lunch. my heart happy i loved it he ate his lunch and then also um took his lunch money for the next yep. week Pushed him over, took his lunch money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But we don't condone bullying. This is a no bullying no, podcast. Of course not. Strictly not a no bullying. This is an anti bullying podcast. Yeah, that's true. You bully me on the daily, but we're just frowned upon. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I was going to say something back, but I didn't have anything. As, as these rants are starting up, we'll just say that was the end of the football we know segment, and this is the beginning of the rant portion. That's the for ball we know all star predictions. Um, in we other can't words, ramble too long. Because... In other words, the for ball we know gonna happens because our predictions Ooh. are never wrong. Bars, except for when they are. Yeah, um, we'll have to post Insta stories on how we're doing. <laughs> we'll keep you guys updated. Yeah, well, follow our, our, rant follow will our be... Insta for at for ball we know. So at for ball we know. Go ahead. Our rant will be cut short this week because the old ball and chain is tugging on Nate. Uh, it's Valentine's Day, and it's he's cuffed. And it'd be so like that sometimes. He's He's got a dinner to run to or something. It don't meanwhile, always be like that, but it do, you know? Meanwhile, I'm going to go <laughs> eat a whole con- heart-shaped container of sushi that's totally for two people by myself. Yep. Nothing, and I'm so excited. Nothing sad about that at all. I don't think anything's sad about it. You'll be having to share your sushi. Independent I'm man who don't need no woman. You've never said something more true in your entire life. I hope you know that. Other than LeBron's the goat? Uh, I think that's more subjective than the last thing you said. <laughs> I was just trying to create waves on the interweb. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Nobody listens to this, so. Yeah, that's true. But I do want to say thank you, listeners, for, I think, I don't know if I said this, we passed 3K total listens. You no. didn't say that. Uh, I think episode 37 we did, but or 38. Either way. 3,000 listens all, all time. So that's that's big. Thank you guys for making it possible. I don't know why it's not at 50,000, but whatever. At least two mil. Maybe if y'all rated this podcast and you know liked it and subscribed and shared it. I don't know. Stuff could happen. Just a thought. Yeah. Shout out, Shout to- out to everyone who's shared our story on their story, though, or like on Snapchat or Instagram or stuff like that. Y'all are dope. You're welcome. Uh- <laughs> what? I share it once it's once we post. You don't count. Oh, all right. Well, I guess uh, I'll just go cry. Anyways, thanks. <laughs> please do. Thanks please for do. listening to this terrible episode. Why are you crying at dinner, Nathan? What's wrong? <laughs> Sometimes it'd be like that. Oh, God. That's the best answer. Mm-hmm. It don't be like that till it do. So <laughs> with that, I'm out. I'm stopping. <laughs> I quit put that on a shirt um <laughs> like i said that, make sure to that'll subscribe. be on the back of the for ball we know shirts review us be like us, that till you do give us five stars because we'd be like that and you know it's not always like that but it does 
Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to losing me that. more and more. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and, and lead the, uh, <laughs> the going away party here. Uh, it's been real. It's been fun. Ooh. It's been real fun. Um, and that's for Ball We Know, episode 39 for Hop. I don't know what we're going to talk about next week because it's just the All-Star game. Um, this you week. just ruined my and outro. I just wanted to say that. And <laughs> You just can't let me lead the outro. Go ahead. I no, was, it's fine. I was gonna no, say, just go ahead. I was going to say and for Nate after that, but you, you interrupted me. Bye, guys. Love you. See ya. Adios. Man, I'm 75 and still alive. Like, damn, it went fast. I know somewhere up above my father's having a laugh. Every lesson that he told me adding up like it's math. And every time I'm looking dumb because I ain't listening to the man. And now I'm thinking, man, where my legacy at? As I'm staring at the child of my child on my lap And it hits me all at once, man, this is where it at I said, son, go get that ball and let me show you who you are I said, this is my legacy, I leave it for you And it's something that's a part of me, now a part of you too And it's more than just a game, and it's more than just a sport If that ever truly is a sign of God, it's a proof It'll teach you how to work, how to love, how to lose All the dedication needed to be the man that you choose I'm leaving it for you so you can be the better man I handed in the rock like I put the world in his hands And now he's dribbling, yeah, yeah And now he's dribbling, yeah, yeah And now he's dribbling, yeah He put some shots up and he's dribbling